0: don't underestimate yourself and just apply for everything. Go shoot your shot with everyone on LinkedIn and just reach out to as many people as possible. (laughs) If it's a rejection, if they don't reply, oh, well, this company didn't want me like that's their loss. I'm going to do great things no matter where I go.
1: What is up, everybody? This is Michael Zakand, founder and creator of our future. We're the go-to podcast and media brand for you, young professionals, so you can unlock your career. And today... I'm bringing you an episode that relates right back to that keyword career with Shruti Venkat. She's a student at Princeton University. She's a sophomore, a sophomore who is an incoming investment banking summer analyst at Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs, one of the most prestigious banks in the world, if not the most prestigious. It's incredible the experiences she's had in finance, and I'm really excited to have her on the podcast right now. So Shruti, thanks so much for joining me.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much, Michael. I'm so excited to be here and to share my experiences, and this is going to be so much fun. So thank you.
1: Yeah, you are the second incoming sophomore at Goldman that I've had on the podcast. Obviously, Ali uh, Ali Reyes connected us, and that was a great episode. So, I mean, I didn't even know these programs existed. Um, how can freshmen in college start making their their first tracks towards getting that kind of investment banking internship or finance internship in their sophomore year or junior year?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think I didn't know a lot of these things existed either. I was just kind of like researching, researching, researching all of freshman year like what programs are out there? There's a lot of diversity programs, a lot of freshman specific programs, and I just kept looking and applying to like hundreds of things, even if I wasn't eligible. Like I would just apply to every single thing mm-hmm. that was out there um, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So I just kind of applied. It would say like just for sophomore, then I would still apply as a freshman. And I think that's the mindset to have is just like go for it and don't sell yourself short, you know? Um, you can never expect an internship at a bulge bracket bank or something like that, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. And I think that's the mindset I had. And so um, searching up a lot of these freshman programs, diversity programs on LinkedIn. And I think the biggest thing that I did was Stocking upperclassmen on LinkedIn. And so I would look at other upperclassmen that were econ majors, finance majors, and going to the companies that I was looking at and like, what did they do their freshman year? And I would kind of find these programs and a lot of the applications were very just like resume based and there was no interview or anything. So it was really, really low key compared to like an actual internship. And I think that was like a great first step because they didn't expect you to have tons of finance experience and perfect technicals on your interviews. And it was just kind of like, dipping your toes into the water. And I loved that because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do banking, if I wanted to do, um, this path, I'm still like 200%, not entirely sure, but those <laughs> programs helped me learn. And I think yeah. at, at a school, there's you no know, yeah, there's no like finance, cl- uh, finance, uh, major here. I didn't really know like what is banking, what is trading. So these programs helped me with that a lot.
1: hundred percent. Did you use any resources to find them or are you just kind of looking on the open web?
0: I think those programs specifically. I was just kind of like searching mm-hmm. online, the open web, like attending a few information sessions through the the career center at my school, and just like getting um in in info through there. But the internships, I definitely like looked at LinkedIn and looked at um, networking sessions on campus and you know, just networking with as many people as possible and trying to get those contacts. But these first programs, I think it's so accessible to everyone. Even if you don't have those first connections yet, you could just kind of apply and take part in it because there's a lot of people that do. So I think that was the best part of those like freshman programs. And it gets your head into those companies so like right. they know who you are now. So now- You get you're the ecosystem. The company, exactly. You get, you like, get oh, the
1: ecosystem- they know that you went through, they know that you're primed, you've experienced their culture. Let's talk about that. Like what drew you to the culture inside these companies? I mean, working in the highest levels of finance, like what attracted you to it? Obviously there's people have fantasies about like wearing a suit and, and living in New York City, right? I mean, it's, right. It's, 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 a beautiful thing. Is it, is that what kind of like, what, what made you want to go back? Like what made you want to return to finance for your, for your sophomore year after being in those programs?
0: Yeah, I think So I came in, I think finance and IB specifically was this mix of quantitative demanding environment, but also these long-term problems. And after learning about banking by, you know, calling everyone and doing these programs, I thought that banking specifically combined my interest to do this quantitative because I love math, but also this qualitative side of things. Because I was originally thinking I'm going to do like data science, maybe coding kind of thing. So that's what my freshman year internship was. Um, And I was like, yeah, like data science is the future. That's what I want to do. And I did it for the summer and it was, it was good. It was a good experience. And then I realized I don't want to do this full-time. Like I would want to be on the business side of things and actually talk to people and, and combine this quantitative, you know, number crunching side of things, but also giving presentations and meeting with clients and stuff like that. So I think finance was that perfect mix of both.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you think you need, do you think you need both? Do you think you need the quantitative and the qual like the people skills, or do you think, you know, one someone who's good at one or the other could, could jump it in the mix?
0: I think it depends on which branch of finance you're particularly looking at. I feel like maybe if you're in trading or something like that, the quantitative skills definitely have a higher emphasis. You know, you're coding algorithms or doing these trades and it's not as much about like the sales side. But I think in banking, even though for the first few years, you're probably going to be just like, on the backside of doing pitch books and decks and stuff, as you kind of climb the ladder, you will need those qualitative skills to be able to talk to clients and and pitch those different investment ideas. And so that's why I think this was like the perfect mix for me. But I think it is kind of necessary specifically in banking to to be able to progress. You would need, I think, both both sets of those skills specifically.
1: Let's talk about the interviews that you've, you've done to, to be accepted into these programs. Um, you know the technicals are another story that people will have to like practice by themselves but I think the behavioral is a great way to kind of great skill to advance in podcasts to help other people kind of shape their own story I mean how do you advance your own personal self when you're meeting recruiters you're in interviews you know what what's your strategy for for making them you know making yourself stand out to them
0: Starting off in finance, I was super scared because I wasn't the typical finance candidate. I wasn't a finance major. We didn't even have finance programs. I didn't go to a business school. I had never done anything finance related or business related, never taken an econ class in high school. Like it was just not um, that I have built all the stuff that led up to finance. And that's how a lot of students are. And it's really intimidating sometimes when you see those students um, at a lot of other schools and things like that. So I think going in, I was like, I don't have a chance. And as I started interviewing, I realized they don't really look for that cookie cutter finance major. And you don't have to try to pretend to be someone that you're not. In all my interviews, my personal story, I've been, you know, talking about how much of an impact music has on me and I'm writing my own album and how that's been. And just a lot of personal things that have nothing to do with finance. And that's totally fine. And I think and the biggest advice I would give for any interviewer is to just be yourself and talk about what makes you genuinely happy. You know, you don't, just cause you're part of a finance club doesn't mean that has to be the only thing you talk about in your interviews. And you can really talk about the things that make you happy. And they're interested to learn about that. They're interested. And I think what maybe set me apart was, um, all of my experiences weren't finance related. And I was able to talk about, oh, I have these huge interests in music and, and I have worked in a group setting in my album, um, production and all these different things. They're like, oh, like yeah, she's interested in finance, but there's also a different side to her, which is something that every company, you know, needs these diverse talents and things like that. So I think they were just interested in hearing about my experiences and right. not trying to grill me on like, oh, what finance do you know? And that's, I think when a company does do that, that's like a red flag that they don't really care about you. They just want um, your work. And so- being able to express myself and like make jokes in interviews and things like that. And they were able to reciprocate, yeah. um, kind of helped me a lot, I think. And that that's the biggest thing. That that, I'd give. That's,
1: that's what, uh, that's what Allie said as well. She mm-hmm. was talking about how important it is the behaviorals really practice those. You're not expected to know anything as a sophomore in college or mm-hmm. junior in college, right? They're going to test, they're going to test that a bit, but you know, the key is to make sure you're somebody they want to bring into the organization. Exactly. Final question. Final question. We've we've gone the gamut here. Shared some great advice. Um, what's a great part of going into banking is the network you make. Um, mm. What? Who's one person you've met that's just like? And we're going to leave Allie out of this because she's already been on the pod. Who's one person that you've met that you know that's really floored you? Whether it's a associate working at the bank, like an older person or a fellow intern, like what about them was amazing and and you know why was it great to to work with them?
0: Yeah. So I think the first person that's coming to my mind, um, is a analyst. His name was Noah. He was at Morgan Stanley and he was the most welcoming and inviting person that I had met across the networking. And I've had like over 200 networking calls over the last summer. And he was just the one that would always check in and always update me like, Hey, this is open. Hey, this is out. Um, so I felt really bad when I had to say like, Oh, I might not join um, we're gonna stay sailing for the summer, but it was really, really like encouraging of him. And he always made me feel like, you know, it's going to be okay. We've all been through the scary part. And I think developing those personal relationships is really important in networking. So they remember you and we can just talk about whatever, because there's hundreds of people networking. And I think um, reaching out and not being afraid to kind of put yourself out there is first step and it's really difficult but he was the one that you know encouraged me to like apply to a lot of these things and gave me so many more contacts like oh let me hook you up with this person and this person and this person and so he really um yeah brought me into the organization i loved him so much
1: (laughs) that's sweet how did you even get on these networking calls because all these investment banking people go on these networking calls and whether they're just on the phone and you know talking like how do you get those calls
0: Um, so it started with a lot of random cold emailing on LinkedIn and I was like, Hey, like, yeah, you go to Princeton, you work at this company I'm looking at, like, I just want to have a quick call. And so I'd have a call with them and I'd be like, Oh, could you meet anyone else? And they would connect me to three more people and they connect me to three more people and it would just kind of build and build and build as you started one connection and they have so many more people that they're willing to show you and so it's scary because you have to just randomly message people and be like hey because I didn't know anyone I didn't have um, any friends in in banking and so it was just very like on my own like Shooting my shot on LinkedIn, but it worked and they were able to to connect me with a lot of people. And I think that's definitely what helped me A, gain a sense of what is banking, what is trading, like how do these, what do they look for in these applications? And B, just like make a lot of really great friends and mentors across the way, across these companies. So it's been really great.
1: Well, that kind of wraps up what's going to be on the podcast. It's going to be edited down a bit via my editor, Aaron. What is your one piece of career advice to someone who wants to go into finance and get a dope internship like yourself?
0: I would say the one piece of advice is, well, I kind of mentioned the interviews is be yourself, but other than that, just don't be scared and don't sell yourself short and always just apply to a bunch of things. I didn't think I'd get Goldman. I didn't even network at Goldman because I was like, I'm not going to get this. And Hey, look what happened. So I think don't underestimate yourself and just apply for everything. Go shoot your shot with everyone on LinkedIn and just reach out to as many people as possible. If it's a rejection, if they don't reply, Oh, well just go to the next person. And you shouldn't take any of that personally, but just like putting yourself out there and being yourself and just having the confidence that if this company didn't want me, like that's their loss, I'm going to do great things no matter where I go. And that mindset is the best way to at- attack this whole thing. Cause it's really scary um but just being confident in yourself is the one thing i would suggest and i wish someone told me so i wasn't scared but i think now that i have that i would definitely that other
1: people know ladies and gentlemen that was shruti venkat she's a student at princeton university and landed an investment banking summer analyst job at none other than goldman sachs as just a software it was a fantastic interview sharing tons of career insights and amazing advice to any student who wants to think about banking and finance it's definitely a sweet industry to be in again please leave me a review on apple Podcasts. It always helps the show grow That's that rock hard layer of credibility Thank you very much to tuning into our future. We are the go-to business podcast and media brand for Gen Z. Nobody does it like us. Nobody does it like you, the listener, the futurist. Thank you so much. Stay frosty. Peace out, everybody.